I'm Jordan Rayner, and this is The Word Before Work. Today we're reading from Genesis 9, verse 1. Here's what it says. God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. Again, that's God speaking to Noah after the flood in Genesis 9, verse 1. As we transition in the biblical narrative from act one of creation to act two of the fall, we move from glorious light to tragic darkness. In Genesis 3, the serpent sneaks in through the garden gate. Adam and Eve commit the first sin and the shalom of Genesis 1 and 2 is shattered because now the entire world is rightly under God's curse. See Genesis 3, 1 through 19. But scripture makes clear that the curse broke much more than just our relationship with God as human beings. It broke everything that God deemed good in act one. Human beings, the non-human material world, and the world of work. As we saw last week, the first commission to fill the earth, to subdue it and rule it, to make the earth more useful for human beings' benefit and enjoyment was God's first gift to humankind. See Genesis 1, 26 through 28. But in a post-Genesis 3 world, that work is now difficult and arduous. But even though work is now under the curse, God never once retracts the first commission after the fall. In fact, he constantly reiterates it, most notably to Noah and family after the flood, which is what we just read in Genesis 9-1. Scripture mentions work more than 800 times. Most of those mentions, of course, appearing after the fall. As my friend Hugh Welchel points out, that's more than every mention of worship, music, praise, and singing combined. Clearly, the First Commission still matters greatly to God. But many Christian leaders don't act like that's true. In our near-exclusive focus on the Great Commission, again, a brand new development in church history, Many pastors have sent an implicit and often explicit message that the Great Commission has somehow replaced the First Commission. But that message inadvertently accuses God of needing a plan B. It says, okay, sure, plan A was the First Commission to make culture, but now that sin has entered the world, God has been forced to scrap plan A and replace it with plan B, the Great Commission. Work doesn't matter. Not intrinsically, all that matters is saving as many souls as possible and getting us all the heck out of this God-forsaken world. But that argument finds zero support in Scripture. The sovereign God of the universe doesn't need nor desire a plan B. He still takes great delight in watching his children lean into plan A, the first commission to model his creative character by filling the earth and making it more beautiful and useful. With that in mind, lean into the first and the great commissions today, knowing that God is still smiling upon your earthly work. I go much deeper on Act 2 of the Underbridge Gospel and what it means for your work in my new book, 
the sacredness of secular work. You'll learn why the command to rule was omitted when God reissued the first commission to Noah. You'll learn what scripture says the first commission will look like without the curse on the new earth and why God's promise to crush Satan's head is critical to seeing the eternal significance of the non-spiritual work you do as an entrepreneur or barista or mechanic. Pre-order the sacredness of secular work today and you could win an epic trip for two to France to rehearse your eternal vocation of ruling and working with King Jesus on the new earth. Entering to win this epic trip is real simple. Step one, pre-order the sacredness of secular work on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. And step two, head over to jordanrainer.com to fill out the form and enter to win.